take up your Bible. We'll turn to the book of Jeremiah, first of all. We'll be continuing to look and continue our study in the book of Proverbs, but we'll take a reading from Jeremiah. So Jeremiah 17 is the chapter, and we'll read from the first verse. Jeremiah 17, and verse number one. Let's hear the word of the Lord. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron and with the point of a diamond. It is graven upon the table of their heart and upon the horns of your altars. Whilst their children remember their altars and their groves by the green trees upon, my high, upon the high hills. O my mountain in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasures to the spoil and thy high places for sin throughout all thy borders. And thou even thyself shall discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee, and I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn forever. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, and according to the fruit of his doings. As the partridge sitteth on eggs, and hatcheth them not, so he that getteth riches, and not by right, shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at, the end, at his end shall be a fool. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. O Lord, the hope of Israel... All that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. We'll end there at the end of verse 14. Trust the Lord to bless even this portion of his word. And then if you turn with me to the book of Proverbs, you might want to keep a, some sort of marker in Jeremiah, but turning to the book of Proverbs and chapter 12. And verse number three. Proverbs 12 and verse three. 
A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. So again, a man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. Uh, Let's just bow in prayer. We'll seek the Lord's help as we come to his word today. Heavenly Father, we are glad to come again around the scriptures of truth. We're conscious that we're not just dealing with a a well-put-together document from the, the mind of man, but we're thankful that this is the word of thee, the living God, the word that is good for our soul, good for our learning and for admonition, good to direct us to Christ and to lead us on with the Savior. And we pray for the work of thy spirit now as we come to the word. We're conscious that for all the, for the wonderful gift that scripture is to us, that left to ourselves, uh, our, our, our minds are darkened. We, we'll, we'll miss the point. We'll, we'll, we'll not gain what we need to gain. And so help us by thy spirit and teach us thyself, we ask. Give help for the preaching, give help for the hearing, and may Christ have all the glory. Amen. Amen. Uh, we all understand the importance of stability and security uh, to some extent. I mean, if, you, if you think of working life, it makes a huge difference if you've got reasonable job security. You know, I've never had to go through it myself, but I've certainly known people who maybe were working for a company and the rumors start to circulate, you know, the finances might be bad, things aren't going well here. And even just the, even just the rumors starting that there might be layoffs, there might be redundancies, it just throws everything into, into turmoil. I'm sure it's not a pleasant experience just feeling like at any moment your life as you know it can come crashing down and everything has to change. You know, we, we all want a degree of stability. Uh, we like to have stability in working life, we want to have stability surely in our home life. And beyond that, we certainly need stability when it comes to eternity. You know, we want to be those who, when all is said and done, when you could say the last chapter is written, we are still standing secure. Well, here's a proverb about stability. The, it's fairly straightforward. It's a comparison, a basic contrast between two, we'll say, potential paths to stability But in reality, only one of them delivers on what's promised. Only one path provides that needed stability. It's the contrast here between the the person who seeks to establish himself by wickedness, by ungodly means, and then the person who is righteous, the person who looks to the Lord, who is walking with the Lord. We're told a man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. So one of, the, one of these categories, the, the, the wicked, they'll not be established. Whereas for the righteous, the root of the righteous shall not be moved. Now there's obviously two sides to that. We will think of them both to some extent. But I want to frame our thinking primarily around the righteous and this wonderful promise that's given to the righteous, given to the people of God. The root of the righteous shall not be moved. While others try to establish themselves through a course that leaves God out and they come crashing down, here's a wonderful promise for the people of God, one that we really can lay hold of and rejoice in. The root of the righteous shall not be moved. So we're thinking about the stability of the righteous today. 
And first of all, let me highlight the source of that stability. If you notice the language that's used here, the verse talks about the root of the righteous. And it's, it's drawing upon you know, that helpful picture of the established tree. You know, tree is a symbol of stability in, in many ways. It, it's, it, it can put its roots down, and through those good root networks, it's able to find itself established, standing strong, um, and it's not going anywhere, or at least that's the general idea with a, a solid tree. Well, you can think of the child of God like a tree, and the roots have gone down, and they've been established in the ground beneath. It's an image that's used a number of times in the Bible. We've already seen two of those places today. We, we sang from Psalm number one, and to use the, the version in scripture, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Rather, his delight is in the law of the Lord. He's meditating on the, the law of God day and night. And he shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water, he, he's stable, he's fruitful, he bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf doesn't wither, whatsoever he doth and doeth shall prosper. So you've got this believer, he's a fruitful tree, he's planted by the river, and in fact in that psalm he's contrasted to the wicked who are just like the chaff, the, the waste product um, after the harvest, the chaff that the wind would just blow away and it's, it's light, it's airy, it's, it's nothing, and it's gone in a moment. The, the smallest breeze and it's, it's away. No stability. But the believer is like this firm, healthy tree. We also were thinking of those words in Jeremiah. He picks up the same picture of the righteous like, like a tree that's planted by the waters. Now, if you think of the, the righteous like a tree... It's quite a helpful picture because the stability of a tree, it is not merely to do with the roots themselves. You know, a great deal of the tree's stability comes from the type of ground that the roots are in. You know, if, a, if a tree's roots are in proper suitable ground, well, it's going to be stable. If, if however, the roots are in poor ground, well, maybe a strong wind whips up and the tree could be ripped right out of the ground. If they're embedded in very firm ground, solid ground, well, then that tree isn't going anywhere. Well, the ultimate reason why the righteous have stability, why God's people shall not be moved, is that the righteous are rooted and grounded in none less than the Lord himself. The source of true stability is none less than the Lord, for we who are his. Now, throughout Proverbs, be very clear, and we've made this point various times in the series, the righteous are not merely those who do righteous things. The righteous are those who know the Lord. You know, wisdom in Proverbs it sort of equates to righteousness throughout Proverbs. It begins with the fear of the Lord. The book of Proverbs divides people into these two categories, the righteous, the wicked, the, the wise, the fool. And it, it's very clear that the difference is between those who know the Lord and those who don't. The righteous are those who know the Lord, who trust the Lord. They're those who belong to the Lord. And it's that relationship with God that gives ultimate stability. It's through the Lord, his, his care, his protection, his upholding, that the righteous can confidently say, I shall not be moved. If you take Proverbs 14, 
verse 26. For example, it says, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. The point there is that those who genuinely trust the Lord and who worship the Lord in faith and love find in him a place of strong confidence. There's security there. And it's confidence not in the sense of, well, I've done enough worship for today or I've done enough good deeds today so maybe God's favor will be extended to me for another week. No, it's confidence simply in the Lord. He is our refuge. As we look to him, as we trust him, he is our refuge. Our refuge is not how much good good we've done this week. It's the Lord. He's our refuge. And you'll notice in Proverbs 14, 26, it's a confidence which flows from having relationship with God. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children, his children shall have a place of refuge. You know, we who trust in the Lord, we're his children. Now, I know we get used to that kind of language, but this is an astonishing thing. You know, it's the wonderful accomplishment of the gospel that we should be the children of God. Uh, Romans 8 verse 14 and 15 says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It goes on, you've, you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You're not merely slaves. You don't merely have the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We come to the Lord like the prodigal son. We think, well, maybe, maybe we'll get a place as a servant in the household. But no, we're welcomed in as sons, as children of God. The, the ring is put on the finger, the sandals on the feet, and we're welcomed as children of God. That's the basic reason why we can find stability in our God. We've, we've got a relationship we who trust him. We've got a relationship. He's our father. He's our God in a way that he is not the God of the rest of this world. Now, it's an amazing thing to be made the children of God, especially when you bear in mind where we were. I mean, there was a time when we were, every one of us, criminals. We were on the run from God. We were like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden who had to run and hide among the bushes, among the trees, because they heard the Lord God coming. And they knew their guilt and they were terrified. And they had every reason to be terrified in, in a sense because, well, God is the judge of all the earth. God's justice would condemn them. You know, there was a time when we ran from God and we had a reason to run in a sense because God was our judge. His justice demanded our downfall. There's a time when not only was the Lord not our source of stability, but he was the very one who would, who, whose justice would utterly uproot us and destroy our stability. His justice would bring us down for our sin as we deserved. And yet, of course, the, the, the wonder of the gospel is that the Lord has not pursued us in wrath as we deserved. Lovingly, he's pursued us in love. He's given his only begotten son. In love, Christ has offered himself up. He's made the atonement to put away our sin. The justice of God has been satisfied. And by his spirit's work, God has graciously gathered us to himself. He's accepted us and adopted us into his family and all through faith in Jesus Christ. Today, the righteous are those who can come to God as his children by faith in the Savior with sin forgiven 
and we are genuinely approaching our Father. How much confidence then should we have that he will hide us, protect us, establish us? You know, as we think about our God, yes, he's the glorious one. He's the one who is worthy of our awe, the majestic God who, who is to be feared. But at the same, very same time, we who are his can come before him and we can cry out, Abba, Father, our Father, which art in heaven. And we can come on that basis and seek him with all of our need. What a refuge we have then available to us, the Lord himself, our Father. Or as Proverbs 18.10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. You know, we who are the Lord's, we can say with Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Now, the point in that psalm, it's sort of described quite graphically. It's, it's pretty much the whole world is collapsing around me. Everything's being shaken. Everything's falling down. But I don't need to be afraid. I'm stable. Everything else isn't. Everything else is falling. The mountains are crashing down into the sea. But I'm stable because the Lord, my God, is my refuge. He is my strength. When everything else is shaken, I have stability. And to go back to that picture of the tree, uh, Jeremiah 17, which we read, it says in verse 7, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. And Jeremiah describes this man who trusteth in the Lord. He's like a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The child of God is described as one who's healthy and strong and thriving, even when there are difficult conditions, even when the drought comes in, yet there's still strength, there's still stability, there's still fruitfulness, and it all flows from this fact he trusts in the Lord. The Lord is his hope. This is the source of stability. Not himself, not his own schemes and plans. The Lord. The Lord is his hope. Uh, you know, the New Testament uses the language of putting down roots in the Lord. Um, Paul writes to believers in Colossians 2, uh, 6 and 7. It says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him. He's saying, you Colossians, you who've received Christ, you are those who've been rooted in Christ. As you came to the Savior, you, you were putting your roots down into him. Or you get the same idea in Ephesians 3.17. You've been rooted and grounded in Christ's love. Christ has loved you. He's died for you. By faith, you've put your roots down into Christ. You've planted yourself upon him as your firm foundation. And that is the ground of hope. That is the stable foundation upon which we can stand and build and to use the picture of the tree in which we can grow. If we want stability, if we want to flourish, 
What a need there is to be like these trees rooted in Christ, established in the Lord, in his salvation, in his power, in his care. You know, there is, there is no other foundation upon which to be established. As our proverb reminds us, a man shall not be established by wickedness. Now, sometimes we think of wickedness purely in terms of the, the things that society would frown upon. Really, in Scripture, wickedness covers every aspect of life that leaves God out. covers every ambition that leaves God out of the picture. It covers every neglect of the God that we were designed to glorify and enjoy. Wickedness covers all of it. Any of life lived not for the glory of God, not in reliance on God, that, that, that's covered under wickedness. Here in Proverbs, certainly... It is the case, no explicitly wicked scheme will establish you. But more than that, you could say no no plan, no scheme, or even no pattern of life that leaves God out of the picture will give you stability. You need to be like a tree that's putting your roots down into the Lord himself. Today, if you don't know Christ, if you don't know the Lord, you don't even have the beginnings of true stability. Today, if you don't know him, you will not stand. And yet our God graciously gives us his word. He shows us the Savior. He invites sinners to come to him by faith. And today, though some might have, though you might have no firm footing, no lasting stability, today the invitation is there to simply come to Christ through faith, put your confidence in him. You'll be like a tree putting down the roots into the firm, solid ground of Christ of God and you'll be established you'll be like a tree putting down your roots not into the the sand of all sorts of other stuff that the world offers but into Christ and you'll find real stability in him of course for for any of us who know the Lord if we're to enjoy the stability that God gives to us appreciate that you do need to be drawing strength from your Lord day after day. In fact, in in Jeremiah, the one who's described as the tree planted by the waters, this healthy tree, in verse 7 of Jeremiah 17, it's blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. And I've said to you at various times in the King James, when you see those TH endings, that would indicate to you you're dealing with something that's ongoing, something continuous. Here's one who just, he didn't just once long time ago put his trust in Christ and that was it. No, he trusteth, he, he continues. Looking to Christ, resting in Christ, relying on his Savior, relying on the Lord day after day after day. And you know, we need to be daily running to Christ, daily drawing strength from Christ, daily committing our way to Christ. I quoted, I quoted from Colossians 2. 6 and 7 speaks about believers being rooted in the Savior. But the exhortation there is that we, we walk in Christ. The idea is walk daily so that we might not only be rooted, but we might also be built up in Christ and established all the more in the faith and abound in the faith. If you think of putting down roots into Christ, don't settle for a bare faith, but rather be like the tree that's roots are growing down and expanding further out and being all the more established, as it were, in the Savior as you look to him. Be as a tree whose roots are growing 
deeper and, and further that you might grow in the Lord. Again, faith in Christ, it's not something that we just did a while back. It's to be exercised day after day, walking in fellowship with the one who is our strength, the one who is our stability. Because of the Lord, because of his care, because of our relationship with him, you find, as you trust him, the root of the righteous shall not be moved. Now, let me highlight the the certainty of this stability. I've already been pretty much assuming that certainty, but let's think about it a little bit more. Uh, The text says, the root of the righteous shall not be moved. It shall not be moved. Stated very clearly, there's an absolute firmness to it. You get the same basic truth stressed numerous times throughout Proverbs. It's taught in some of the verses that we've already um, seen in the series in Proverbs. It's taught in some of the verses that we've already looked at um, even today. Or even if you look at chapter 12 here in Proverbs, if you think of verse 21, this is just to give some examples, it says, There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Now, it's obviously not saying that there's never any trouble comes our way. But the point is that there is no ultimate bad thing that ultimately destroys the people of God. Whereas the wicked are brought down, they're brought into mischief, into trouble that is. For the righteous, there's no ultimate evil thing or bad thing happening to the just. We're secure. Or verse 28 in this chapter. It says, in the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. Again, you've got this idea of certain security, certain health, certain blessedness for God's people. In the way of the righteous, there's, there's life. Now, if you think about that certain promise, the root of the righteous shall not be moved. It's certain because of the God who guarantees it. If the Lord is the source of our stability, well, that stability is sure. It's certain. Because there's nothing uncertain about the Lord. For a start, we're we're dealing with the God who is faithful. He's reliable. Of course, what a blessing that is. Proverbs 30 verse 5 tells us every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. You know, as you look through God's promises, and what, what a blessing this is, as you go through God's word, You don't have to sift through his promises and work out, here's one that's genuine, and then here's other ones that are false. I'll rest on these genuine ones. No, no. every word of God is pure. So he is a shield to them that put their trust in him. You don't have to lift God's word and put it through the furnace and see which parts turn out to be actual silver and which parts are just dross. No, every word, pure. It's all true. It's all dependable. There's no fault. There's no blemish in it. You really can stand upon the word of your God. You know, when you come to the Lord with all your sin and you're aware of your own guilt, you're wondering to yourself, how could God ever love someone like me or look upon someone like me with favor? Well, you hear the promise of the Lord that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, can cleanse you and does cleanse you from all sin. That promise can be relied upon. You can put your full weight on it. 
when you come to the Lord in your weakness and you're wondering how you can press on in the Christian life and overcome the forces of darkness and so on. You come in your weakness and you hear his word that he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might he increaseth strength. Again, it's true. It's reliable. You can depend upon it. When you come to the Lord with fears and worries about eternity, and you hear the promise of Christ to his people, I give eternal life. You'll never perish. Well, again, it's dependable. It's reliable. Praise God for that. Because his word is pure, he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Can I add then that there's a a certain stability? Because not only is God faithful, but he's also powerful. Think of the power of God. We're trusting not only in one who's faithful, but in one who is truly strong to save. As we commit ourselves to the care of the Lord, as we trust in Christ and begin to walk with God, you can be absolutely sure there will be enemies that come against you. Satan would certainly come to destroy your stability. If Satan has his way with you, you will be utterly cast down. You will be destroyed. If Satan has his way, you have no hope. And let's face it, who are you to do battle with Satan or the forces of darkness? Who are you to stand against him? You're no one. But he has no power to overthrow the Almighty who has bound himself to your care. Maybe left to yourself, he could overthrow you in a moment. He's got no power to overthrow the Almighty who upholds his people. Proverbs 21 verse 30 says of the Lord, There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. No wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. Now obviously there are all sorts of plans that are made against the Lord. The the wicked band together. The kings, the, the rulers of the earth, they make their plots and so on to cast off the cords of the Lord. Plenty of plots, but the point is none of them shall stand. The Lord shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. When anyone or anything opposes the Lord, their purpose cannot stand. All the plans of hell will be in vain. And you have example after example of that in the scriptures. You know, think of Pharaoh who comes against Israel. And Israel looks like all hope is gone. The, the armies of Pharaoh are closing in. But when all's said and done, it's the armies of Pharaoh that are crushed at the bottom of the Red Sea. Israel's on dry ground on the other side. When the Moabites hired Balaam, the, the wicked seer, to try and pronounce curses against Israel and to bring Israel down and do harm, all he could do was bless the people of God. The Almighty would not allow him to utter his curses. Time and again, for the people of God, right the way through history, as threats came over and over, whether the Amalekites, whether the Philistines, whether it was a million Ethiopian soldiers coming against Asa's much smaller forces, time and again, the Lord has overcome every enemy and he's preserved his people. When the Assyrian armies are besieging the walls of Jerusalem and all hope is gone and all that Hezekiah can do is spread the matter before the Lord and that's it. Again, it's the Assyrian armies who end up turning tail and going home, half their army dead, and the Lord smiting them. Time and again, the people of God through history can say, 
Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. We can raise our Ebenezer. We can say, yes, God, the Almighty, has stood for us. He has bound himself to us by his word, and he has been faithful, and he has upheld us at every step along the way. The Lord has helped us. And so it continues today. Of course, the the greatest example of the righteous being established by the faithfulness and the power of God is the example of the righteous man. That is the Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man. I mean, you look at him as he goes toward the cross and just humanly speaking, again, it looks like a lost cause. He's up against it. There, there are, there's the Roman forces, there's the Jewish establishment, even the very people of the land have turned against Christ, crucify him, crucify him, and he's led off to the cross to die this hopeless case. At least that's how it looks. Just... He's brought down to utter humiliation, utter, humi- utter, utter lowliness as he suffers and dies there upon the cross. And there's the crowds mocking him. Oh, he, he saved others himself. He cannot save. And yet when all's said and done, the promise of God stands. He shall not be moved. The power of God secures it. And on the third day, he's risen from the tomb. He's triumphant over death and hell and triumphant on behalf of his people, on behalf of we who trust him, triumphant over all the the fearful forces that would be ranged against us. When all's said and done, the righteous man is established. He's not moved. In fact, he's he's established in glory for the good of his people. Well, you know, for, for you or I who look to Christ, as you think of your soul, it's quite a surprising thing that you should have certain stability. Satan comes for you like a roaring lion and you're wrestling not against flesh and blood. How can you possibly hope to stand? Well, you'll stand when you're rooted in the Almighty, when the infinite, powerful God has bound himself to uphold you. He's true to his word. He's powerful to perform it. And of course, already by his faithfulness, by his power, he has done everything necessary to deal with our sin and to secure everlasting life for us. While others then run a path of wickedness and seek to establish themselves in sin, it's you who trust the Lord that will stand secure. Now, it's certainly true that you know, God's people can face difficult times. There definitely are seasons here and now where it doesn't look like you're very established. But the power of the faithful God still upholds all who trust in him. You know, to go back to that picture of the tree, I like how Charles Bridges describes the security of God's people. He says this, he says, Firm and unshaken is the condition of the righteous. Their leaves may wither in the blast, Their branches may tremble in the fury of the tempest, but their root, the true principle of life, shall not be moved. They are scarcely saved, not without many tossings, but they are surely saved beyond the powers of hell to destroy. He goes on to give application. Do you sometimes feel that your faith is faint and weak and you're weary under the assaults of a persistent foe? Well, as, as Bridges puts it, Thou art rooted and grounded in a sure foundation. Let the Lord who is thy strength be thy song. 
We've been thinking about the stability of the righteous, uh, the source of our stability being none less than the Lord himself. And therefore, we have certain stability as we trust in him. Let me finish then by stressing the uniqueness of that stability. Uh, The stability we've been describing, that which we need, it is only found in the Lord. And it is therefore only known by the righteous, by the people of God. Proverbs 12.3 describes the certain stability of the righteous. They shall not be moved. But just as certainly it gives the warning, a man shall not be established by wickedness. And again, those who seek to establish their own ways without the Lord, they're not going to find. You'll not find stability. Stability. Now, that might seem like a surprising statement at first, at first, because, let's face it, we look around ourselves in the world and we see plenty of people and they've got no care whatsoever for God. They have no thought of God at all and yet they seem to be doing pretty well in life. They seem to have everything settled and as far as we can tell, they, they look fairly established. But do bear in mind, they're perceived stability is only temporary in fact often it's very temporary especially for those who have established themselves with very explicit wickedness it's very temporary those who establish themselves with lies and with cheating and deceit and so on very temporary so often even think of proverbs 12 verse 19 where it says the lip of truth shall be established forever but a lying tongue is but for a moment you know, it's the truthful mouth that will be established. The lying tongue, well, it might achieve something for a moment or two. It might achieve something that looks like stability, but and maybe, maybe through deceit they can build something for themselves and achieve a certain amount, but it's only for a moment. Even here and now, sometimes it can all just come crashing down so quickly. And it does think of some who get investigated for fraud or embezzlement and all of a sudden they've lost everything. You know, even here in time sometimes, Sin catches up with people and everything comes crashing down like a house of cards. But even if that never happens in this scene of time, remember when God gives us these proverbs, God is not merely limiting them to this scene of time. These take in the whole scope of eternity to come. There are all sorts of people who seem very stable now, but they will not stand the test of time particularly when it comes to the day of judgment. In that day, no matter what empire people have built for themselves through sin, through rebellion, through the neglect of God, no matter what kind of life they've lived without the Lord, it'll be of no help when facing the judge of all the earth. John Gill says of the ungodly man who tries to establish himself, he says, he may seem to be in a firm and settled state of prosperity, Amidst all his wickedness, be like a green bay tree spreading itself and seemingly immovable, when on a sudden it is blown down and rooted up and is no more. He points to the example of Babylon in, in Revelation 18:7, where Babylon's saying, I sit as a queen and I'm no widow and shall see no sorrow. That, that's what she thinks. I, I sit as a queen, I, I'm no widow, I shall see no sorrow. And yet it goes on in verse 8. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning 
and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord who judgeth her. The point is that if today you're living to the neglect of God, if your consideration of God goes only as far as turning up on the Lord's day for worship, and that's about it, if you're not rooted and grounded in Christ, growing in Christ, walking with Christ, you'll not be established. Even when, for a, even when for a little while things seem to be working out, as they might do, it'll not last. Earlier, I quoted from Jeremiah 17. And in that passage, he speaks about the one who trusts in the Lord. It's like a tree putting down his roots beside the waters. He's fruitful, he's stable. But immediately before that, Jeremiah deals with the alternative. In verses 5 and 6, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. He shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. He's saying the one who merely relies on the strength of man, whether it's the strength of his own arm or the strength of some other man, but not the Lord. Well, you'll be like a dried up shrub in the desert. While the righteous is this strong, flourishing tree beside the waters, you, you'll be like a dried up shrub in the desert. It's the one who trusts in the Lord, who stands strong, who stands healthy, who stands the test of time, even into eternity. Psalm 125 declares, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth, even forever. So tell me today, do you have your roots planted firmly in the Savior? You need this stability for time, for eternity, this stability that belongs only to the people of God. Stability that is sure and certain and lasting, even stability through the judgment and into eternity. All through Christ, who has dealt with our sin, who has already conquered on our behalf, and who stands for the good and for the safety of his people. Do you know the security that's found in the Lord? And if you do, well, rejoice in that security today. In a world that will buffet you, rejoice. Hear the, hear the promise of the Lord. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but, but, the root of the righteous shall not be moved. May the Lord bless his word to us today and use it. Let's um